welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I have someone who is very, very close to my inner circle, who I'm very, very grateful to have. And we've known each other for quite a few years now. And I've wanted him on the podcast for ages and we've just never kind of made it work until now. But it is Rob Latty. So Rob Latty is... I don't like to put you in a bracket. It's like a lifestyle business coach, mindset coach. He's basically like just amazing. And he has helped me on many things to do with my mindset over the years. And I think this is going to be a really, really insightful podcast. I'm very, very happy to have him on because I know he's super busy. But welcome, Rob, to the podcast, finally. Hey, 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 Jasmine. How are you doing? It's great to be here. I'm super excited. And yeah, like you said, we've spoke about this so many times and just never really got a chance to put a date in the diary and, and and get it done so I'm, I'm excited to be here and and have a chinwag with you I know it's gonna be good it's gonna be good so for people that might not know who you are give like a brief run through as to who you are and we'll kind of just take it from there really yeah coach Rob Rob Latty whatever you want to call me Rob whatever um I'm a sort of life coach stroke mindset coach stroke high performance coach I don't even like titles I'm a coach and that's it but I tend to work across different areas obviously people have a specialist um, area which is business but you know I work with people in relationships I work with you know people in business sports you know all sorts I was a boxer for 20 years I've done a lot of athletics and things like that in my early days and um, so the sporting side is there. Then I was in business myself for many moons. And then I worked in corporate for a while. And um, so all of those things come together. But ultimately, everything stems from people's minds, their thoughts and their mindsets. So when you're talking about relationships, when you're talking about business, when you're talking about sports, whatever it may be, it all starts from the brain. So once you understand the brain, you can really help people across whole different genres of life so that's what my business has kind of evolved into really and now you know I just I just work with almost anybody and everybody it's just helping people go from where they are in life to where they really want to be yeah definitely because I came across you via Emma Hyman so even though we're going to be talking about things which are very related to obviously bodybuilding competing it still kind of stretches out like you work from people like business owners and all variety but we're going to really nail into like more things applicable to ourselves who are you have to remember that you have to remember that bodybuilding um all I've worked as you know with hundreds of them now you know lots and lots of bodybuilders and helps a few people get their pro cards and things like that but it still is part of because if you haven't nailed down your relationships if you haven't nailed down your personal life and if you haven't nailed down your inner demons that's going to affect your journey to becoming, you know, winning a competition or getting a pro card or whatever it may be, because that's very difficult if you've got trauma going on at home in your relationship or in your family. And if you've got loads of inner demons going on as well. So, so all of it really does combine really well. Mm, I remember I came to you initially two years ago, I think it was more business focus and then yeah. admittedly beginning of this year I came to you more competing focus but then we kind of pushed more mm. towards business but even though we have gone more towards the business side and I took your lead on that it kind of all it all kind of in the twines into one all the stuff that you learn and I think people really notice that anyway like during your own fitness journey you learn so much which you then kind of 
applied to other areas, which I find really, really interesting. Yeah, sure. And it, it, like you said, it does intertwine. And that's why top professionals in all sorts of sports now have sports psychologists, mindset coaches, all the rest of it, all the top, like England is quite topical at the moment, England football team. Mm. Um, nearly all of them have got some kind of performance coach or mindset coach helping them now. And they talk about their um, family, their relationships, their spirituality, their personal development, their physical health, their financial situation, mm. their career, business side of things, because all of these things have, a, have an effect on your behaviours and your performance in life. Because mm. even sometimes when people are really stressed from outside of their own prep, it affects their prep ultimately. <laughs> so it does really, it is so, so important to intertwine it all. And um, as you know, it affects their uh, ability to lose weight and stuff. Because if you're getting a surge of cortisol and things like that going through your body, then it's not good for you either. So having a calm background, a calm private life, a calm mind mm. massively helps you to retain muscle and burn fat. Mm, 100%. So the first thing I want to go into, kind of leading on from that, is does it ever surprise you, the people that kind of come to you for coaching? I remember you mentioned when we started working together at the beginning of this year, people were shocked that I was having a coach, which I found ridiculous because I was like, I've got just as much bloody demons as the rest of you, mate. Um, so do talk to me about that. And does it kind of surprise you sometimes when people maybe approach you or people shocked by the site, the type of people that maybe have a coach, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, no, um, <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm used to it now. So, you know, when I first started out, you know, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, I was quite surprised at some of the people, but now I've got clients, you know, I've got a couple of clients that are multimillionaires um, one of them turns over 18 million a year with high profit, um, doing very, very well, doing far better than I am. And even my friends say to me, how come they're coming to you? <laughs> What's going on? Because it's it's the mind, you see, and they don't understand that side. And and they've got limiting beliefs and without giving away too much, because I, I do have confidentiality with my clients, but some of them are not bothered about me talking about them and others are more private. But, you know, with that one in particular, you know, there's loads of things that were holding him back in business. And in terms of self-belief, believe it or not, he's turning over 18 million, but he doesn't believe he can hit like 30 million or 40 mm. million. And that's almost preposterous when you think, yeah, but you've got to 18 million. Why would you not be able to double it? You know, mm. and it's no different if somebody's turning over 200,000 in business and they want to get to half a million. You know, it's the same mindset that's holding you back. And a lot of it comes from our beliefs about money from childhood and all the rest of it. So we have to go deep into that. So, yeah, people like that can surprise me. Then there's other people who are super confident, um, maybe bodybuilders or sports people or whatever. Oh. And you see them on the gram and they look fantastically confident and they've got big followings and everything. And, you know, they have bouts of insecurity and blocks mindset blocks that are holding them back as well and even you mentioned Emma there you know when she first came to me you know there was loads of work to be done and now people look at this powerful strong almost Amazonian type woman wow. um great in business as well but you know we've worked on loads of stuff and we still continue to do so in fact she messaged me this morning about something we've just been working on so you know it doesn't matter who it is, you know, and I don't get surprised anymore, but a lot of people do get surprised when they see me with certain people, but um, everybody needs a coach. I believe I've got a coach, 
you know, and I spend a fortune every year with him and, and I go through loads of stuff, but that's what helps me be able to serve my, my clients as well. It doesn't stop either. Like it does not stop. I remember when mm. I maybe three, four years ago, yeah, probably four or five years ago, in fact, when I just started doing my own podcast, didn't even have the idea for Compaq. I kind of, I knew it was going to be a constant kind of process of like in relation to the mindset, but it, it doesn't stop. It really doesn't stop whether it's competing and you turn pro competing and you've got your first call out or competing, you've just started. And that was a big mindset thing for you at the time. It's still, there's still stuff to be done. And even now I feel like there's even more for like myself, which is just like, it's hard to get your head around that initially, I think. Yeah, personal development never ends. And that's why the world's top business people, sports people, whoever it is, just have ongoing personal development. And it's becoming more and more. In America, it's huge. And it probably Mm. has been the last 10 years. And it's just starting to get there now. A lot of people are starting to understand now why. Why do I need a coach or a life coach or a mindset coach? Why do I need one? But if, if somebody can accelerate the things that you're doing in life by X amount of years, why wouldn't you? Mm. you know it's just as simple as that but it is an ongoing process personal development I'll always have a coach because you're always trying to develop yourself on a personal level you always can get better and better and better you know you could be 80 and still be improving so you know Tony Robbins who's the number one person in um, high performance or mindset coaching or whatever you want to call it you know he charges a million pound a year you know a million dollars a year but he's got about five or six coaches and Mm. I, I look at him and think you're a billionaire you work with presidents, you know, you've worked with Oprah Winfrey, you've worked with top sports people, you've worked with Usher, you've worked all the top people in the world. Mm. And you've got five or six coaches, because what he does is he has coaches in every area of his life. So he's got a financial coach, he's got, you know, physical coach, this, that and the other. But these people are the top in their industries in the world, because he's at that level. But it's the same. It's now trickling down, I think, to the average person in inverted brackets, now where they're starting to realise Why should I spend 10 years learning how to improve my finances when I can go and get a coach who can do that for me in like three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks and change my life for me? And then in five years or 10 years time, my financial situation is totally different. My kids are going to university. It's all paid for. It's all covered. So that's why I talk a lot about finances on my thing as well. And I'm not a financial coach. I'm not you know, I'm not a financial, financially regulated person, but I've learned a lot over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned a lot. So I pass that on to my clients now. So as you know yourself, I help them with their savings and investments and stuff like that. And um, because it's important to me that when someone works that hard, that they've got so much show for it. Now with business, sports people, sorry, um, like bodybuilders and stuff, like you said, at every stage of it, from beginner to someone going for a pro card or getting their pro card or being a pro, there's always loads, loads more to learn or always different inner demons that need Mm. to be overcome. And they come up sometimes when like later on, I find. (laughs) Do you find sometimes they come up later, you're like, oh, that's a new one. Okay, let's let's deal with that. Let's handle that. Um, Yeah, because new things just manifest all the time because we're always growing, you see. And what you don't realise, a lot of people don't realise when they work me is that when you get to different stages of your life, it opens up blockages that you never even knew you had mm. because you was never at that stage in life. For example, if you're in business 
and you're plodding along, you're doing well, your business is growing, maybe you're an online coach, maybe you're a PT, maybe whatever it is, and it's growing and growing. But then after a while, it hits a point, maybe you're making 50 grand a year, maybe you're making 60 grand a year, but it hits that point and you can't get past it. And you're thinking, how come I can't get six figures? And normally it's because there's a mindset block there and you're doing things that are self-sabotaging to yourself. So you have to learn, how do I overcome this? And then you get to six figures and you're doing comfortably there. And then you think, how do I make a quarter of a million? And then there's other self-sabotaging blocks there that you have to overcome that go even deeper maybe. So there's always something, no matter what it is. I do think like, as you've kind of taught me over the months and years, like your brain is bloody smart at making you stop. And I, God, the amount of times I'm just like, oh, here she goes. It's just like, that's why it's so important for me to have someone like yourself, because I'm my own, I think a lot of us can relate to this, but like I am my own boss, enemy. But I'm, I think what's changed is that I'm a bit more self-aware when it happens, whereas probably a few years ago, when we have our calls now, like I can tell you, right, I've noticed this, I've noticed that, but it's only by becoming more self-aware that I've been able to kind of clock it and notice it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and self-awareness is the key, and we work a lot on that, don't we, about mm. uh, I help people to understand how the brain works against you, but then how to slowly make it work for you bit by bit more and more and awareness is one of the first things once you be the more self-aware you become the easier it is to overcome your own little demons and foibles and things so that's massively important and again in sports for bodybuilders or whatever every sport it is the more self-aware you are the more you're aware about the things that hold you back the more you're aware about your fears your insecurities what thoughts you're having that are negative for yourself the easier it is then to start doing the inner work to overcome them which then helps you to be a better athlete so for people that like I think sometimes it could be afraid about like you have to be more self-aware and I remember a few years ago I was like oh everyone keeps talking about being more self-aware but I haven't got a clue how to be self-aware <laughs> like what sort of things should like comp competitors and bodybuilders whether it's inside or outside the sport kind of do if they are wanting to become more self-aware because I think that's for me that's been the most important thing first to become more self-aware and then work on it like for me that's helped me become the starting point if that makes sense absolutely and it's a great question um I think a lot of people don't realize the power of being more self-aware and then like you say once they do realize the power of being more self-aware they then don't know how to become more self-aware so do you know the biggest thing that I think anyone can do as a lay person because to be to do this over time it takes time as you know we've worked together over two and a half years or something but it takes time but the quickest way if anyone was listening to this and said yeah but give me a tip give me a quick tip um the quickest way to become more self-aware and this is the best thing I've ever found in all my career is to start journaling if you not, don't already and if you do do it properly right and there's lots of different ways to journal there's no right or wrong but the more detailed you can be the better it is because there's nothing that's more it's almost like being your own psychiatrist is journaling and it helps you to be self-aware massively. So when you're journaling and you're coming up with ideas or if there's some idea that you've got, get it down in the journal or if you've just got some internal chatter going on, get that down in the journal. Hey, today I was just thinking, why do I do X, Y and Z or 
you know, why can't I do that? What is the problem? Why am I, why am I always questioning myself? Why do I second guess myself? And the more you write these things down, the more you become aware about yourself. Um, so all those foibles, all those limiting beliefs that you've got inside your mind about yourself, all those things, get them down in a journal, just one sentence here and there, you know, make sure you're getting them down. And all that inner chat that, that you think is just throw away chat that you have in your mind, get that down because that's your self-awareness because you'll have some eureka moments. You'll be writing something and you'll go, oh my God, I never even realized this is like the fifth time this week I've written this. I didn't realize how much I was thinking about this one area of my life. Right. So then you can start looking at how you change it. And one thing that you'll know that I teach with clients is, you know, if you ask the right questions, you get the right answers from the mm -hmm. brain. So once you're self-aware, then you've got to ask the right questions rather than go, oh, my God, I'm no good at say, oh, OK, how do I get better at that? Because then your brain is designed in a way to find the answer. It will it will ruminate and turn over until it tries to find the answer. But it will also see things out in the world that can help with that as well. You'll bump into someone and you'll start to realize, oh, he's just said he's a X, Y, Z, and that's what I needed. He could help me. Whereas when you're not self-aware, if you take it all the way back, you won't even notice that person. You'll bump into him in the street, talk to him and walk away and not even realize. That's how you move on. And again, the world's top leaders, business people, sports people are really self-aware and are open-minded more so to take that information in to help them move on and move past it. No, 100%. I find I, find I have like moments throughout the day where I'm able to become more self-aware. But for me, I find where like there's random moments of like clearness and emptiness. I think sometimes our lives are so busy, we sometimes forget to stop. For me, it's in between sets at the gym where I've got a bit of, you know, slight bit of like a minute of like clarity. Where I'm not really doing anything. I'm kind of like not in my own head in a bad way, but just, you know, present. When I'm driving long distances, I find like I get some really nice self-aware sort of moments. When I'm doing cardio or steps, I find that. When I'm brushing my teeth, I sometimes find that. Um, shower, the shower is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Or when I'm just waking up and I'm coming up out of deep sleep and your brain's going through all the different modalities that it goes in. And that's where I get a bit of eureka moments or self-awareness or something comes through. But a lot of people say the shower as well, because you get in the therapeuticness of the water, but also you've got time to just stand there and think. And obviously you're in the water, so you can't use your phones and stuff. And um, that's why I think it's a bad thing that phones are becoming waterproof now. It's like, come on, give me a break. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I will take it in the shower if it's fully waterproof but um but yeah these are times we need as downtimes and it enables the brain to start making sense of our lives because when we're busy all the time we we haven't got time to make sense of things mm. and we just bounce from one thing to another mm. so what 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 do you think are the most common mindset blocks for competitors and bodybuilders that you've worked with like I've written down here in terms of notes like most common mindset blocks for first timers seasoned athletes and pros so do you find they're like distinct mindset blocks at each stage or do you feel like they kind of there's no kind of this is the main thing for first timers this is the main thing for seasoned athletes they're all the same <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same they just change right like mm -hmm. anything in life you get experience don't you right it's like saying What's a mindset block for 
somebody who's 15 or 16 years of age? Is it different to someone who's 29? No, not really. It's just experience. So, you know, the 15, 16 year old may be worried about the world and he's going into the world now, he's leaving school and he's worried about the next chapter, the next stage of his life or whatever. And, oh my God, am I good enough? Um, will I be able to get a job? You know, will I be able to excel in my job? You know, am I good enough? Am, am I attractive enough to the opposite sex to get a partner? All these doubts that you have when you're a teenager and everything you know now as an adult and everyone listening to this you know they're the same things we're all worried about right now right we you know are we attractive enough you know all the top coaches like myself they all understand that the main fear for human beings is are we enough and it all comes back to love because we're all wanting to be loved right everybody and anyone who denies it you know i i just said you doth protest too much um it is it's all about coming to a place of love right am I enough and that's what it's all about you know am I tall enough am I strong enough am I good enough am I pretty enough am I attractive enough am I bright enough educated enough smart enough resilient enough strong enough whatever it is but am I enough so we're always looking for am I enough and that when you drill down when people come to me with whatever issue you know you drill down deep enough there'll be a, um, an insecurity in there or something that that's where it stems from and it's all about being enough am i good enough am i good enough in business am i good enough to take this to next level am i good enough to do this am i good enough to win a bodybuilding competition am i good enough to go pro am i enough right and 99.9 percent .9 of us are you know but it's our brains that slow us down and stop us and once we can overcome that we can x you know we can massively push whatever it is you're aiming for forward because I think a lot of that comes out during like the, the prep sort of, I think it comes through like everywhere, but I think when your hormones are compromised and you're pushing yourself both mentally and physically to that end, like I remember falling down the stairs and crying my eyes out because my hormones were just like, ah! and then I was like, oh, I can't walk. I'm so clumsy. I can't do this. Can't do that. Like you get these random, like, I think a lot of us during prep get these crazy moments. I think yeah. some of us struggle to know how to handle those crazy moments in prep. I've, I've had so many people <laughs> with this. Prep is crazy, right? Let's not mess around. It's not yeah. good for the body. It's just not good for the body, right? That's the bottom line. So you're taking your body to an extreme, extreme level of, you know, in terms of body fat percentage and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're doing something that's really quite detrimental to the body so the brain its job is its main job from you waking up every morning to going to bed at night is that your brain's job is to look after you right avoid pain and go towards pleasure right that's it now it stems from the old part of the brain stems from caveman days you know from neanderthalic days and its job was to obviously stop you getting eaten by a dinosaur now there's no dinosaur so basically the brain now its job is just to protect you from everyday life so that's why we worry about asking the girl out, asking the guy out, going for that job. Can I win this bodybuilding competition? Can I do this? And it starts, the brain's going, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't bother. Why don't you just give up? Why don't you just forget it? Because it's easier for you to do that. And once you make that decision and you go, yeah, do you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not good enough. There's no point in me doing this. And you give up. You almost get a sense of relief at the point you've made the decision. It's like, oh. It's like a big weight off your shoulders, all that training, dieting, everything. Oh, thank God that's over, right? And that's that shot 
little shot of um, dopamine that you get from the brain, feel good drug, right? So it makes you feel good. To, so it helps you make that same decision again, if you ever have the audacity to think, oh no, maybe I got it wrong. Let's let's go for it. And you, your brain's going, no, remember that shot of dopamine. And then you feel good again, right? So it's this horrible cycle, but basically the brain's trying to look after you. But ultimately, once you know how to change that and change your thoughts and what you're saying to yourself, the brain then starts to work the other way and work for you. So you get a shot of dopamine when you're doing what you want to do and it becomes easier and easier and easier to do it. So yeah, everybody everybody has the same thoughts, you know, whatever level they're at in bodybuilding, it's, it, there is no difference. It's just because of experience, you get better at things, you become more aware and better, but it's, you know, I've had pros on the phone crying, well, sorry, people going for their pro card on the phone, crying, saying, do you know what? I can't do it. I've had enough, you know, and they're like a week out, you know? I've had enough, can't do it. This is just ridiculous. What am I going to do? I'm not good enough. My body's not coming in. Everything's not working. Da, 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 da. Mm. I don't want to keep bugging my prep coach about it because they don't understand. They're just telling me to follow the plan and that's it. Because prep coaches, most of them are not mindset coaches. Mm. So they don't know how to talk to you on that level and, yeah. and get you focused. So I've had to talk them down from there and then they've gone on and won a pro card. You know what I mean? So it was, it's all stuff that wasn't real in their minds. But obviously when you're in prep, when you're malnourished, when you're hungry, when you're tired, you know, your brain starts to go even more cuckoo and it starts talking to you in weird ways and you start believing it and you want to do rash things. So yes, yeah, it's, it's just a crazy thing, but I love it. This is why I love human behavior. This is why I do what I do. I love studying it. I still love reading about it and studying now. I'm, and I want to be the best in the world if I can, you know, but definitely the best in the UK. And that's why I just love it because it's it's kind of crazy what the brain does to us. I think a lot of us kind of get shocked. I think for me, going through preps and dieting phases, like I think because you spend a lot of time by yourself, you kind of have, you learn so much more about yourself. I think sometimes you have to face, like you can avoid certain things, I think sometimes, but when you're really trying to push and strive to something, you literally have to meet it right in front of you sometimes. And that's hard, especially when you're malnourished, not too sure, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I think it tests you on so, so many different levels. And I think, sorry, my dog's going off. Um, and even within my business as well, same thing. I really feel like if you can prep, you can run a business. If you can run a business, you can do a prep because it's just so bloody similar. But I think mm. without doing competing, I don't think I would. I probably would have started to been able to do the business, but I think it's taught me so much and it's really has intertwined a lot. Yeah, it's taught you a lot about yourself, I think. And, um, and, and you know, the, the ups and downs of prep is the same as the ups and downs of business. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, they, they are one of a similar thing. All of it, all of it basically comes down to strength of mindset. And, you know, everybody's got the potential, but most people haven't tapped into that part of the brain. So they they coast and they just drift along. And this is why, like I said, the book I'm writing, I call it The Twig in the Stream because that's what most people are doing. They're just bobbing along like a twig in the stream and just following the gentle current of life. And they're not really having an awe and driving in the direction 
of where they want to go. They're just bobbing along the stream and letting it take them. And the brain's happy to do that because it's comfortable, it's nice. And like I said, it's trying to avoid pain and go towards pleasure. And if that's pleasurable, it's easy. You wake up every day, you do the same things you did yesterday. You pretty much live in the same life you've always lived. You're going to the same job. You're doing the same things. You, you really are living a groundhog existence. You're coming home to your partner. You're doing the same old, same old. And then people tend to wake up 20, 30 years later and ring me and go, oh my God, I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm bored. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm, you know, 45 years of age or something and or whatever and you know well I get people ringing me now at 30 you know and saying you know I'm just don't know what to do next and it's the brain it's just what it wants to do it wants to be comfortable so we've got to step out of our comfort zone and really take charge of the direction of our lives and where we want to go I think perhaps a lot of times it is kind of when you make that first decision even if it's just to buy the shoes or to listen to more podcasts or to follow that person on Instagram that competes. Like sometimes it's those, as you call it, I'm not even going to take the credit, the minutiae of doing those little actions can help you kind of, it starts that journey, I think, which is really, really important. Yeah, a lot of people are struggling with making the decision. Should I enter a competition? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like you say, the best thing to do is do, is act. Tony Robbins always talks about this as well. He says, to make a decision, I mean, it comes from the Latin word to cut. You cut off any other thought of not doing that thing. So when you make a decision, you've got to follow it with immediate action, right? So, and no matter how small it is, you know, you could make the decision at 11 o'clock at night that you're going to change something tomorrow, but you need an immediate action there and then to really send a signal to your brain that, this is happening because lots and lots of people they do it every day they make decisions every day but a lot of them don't follow through on them right so we all do that so the reason for that is because we make that throwaway decision and then we carry on with the rest of the day as normal and then by tomorrow the the brain waves they just want to keep doing what they already did so you forget about that new thing this is why a lot of people fail with new year's resolutions what you've got to do is make a decision and then have an immediate action straight after it. So again, competing, if you decide and you're a first timer and you've never done it before and you think, right, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Get online and go to Compaq and buy a pair of shoes. No <laughs> joke, there's been quite a few times this year where like, either I'm not, I'm not able to sleep or I wake up in the morning to my emails and like I see an order and it's like one o'clock in the morning or something. And it's actually a first, they literally put first timer. I'm like, ooh, anytime it's like that sort of period. I'm like, have mm. you just been sitting up? Like, literally, what I think is going, have you been sitting up at night going, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to mm. buy a shoot. Like, I honestly, I kind of get in their mindset and I get really giddy. I'm like, oh, they've done something which is pretty cool. <laughs> like, they've and taken that cool. first step themselves. And I find that so amazing. And it is cool. Anything in life, you know, where you finally get up some gumption and say, do you know what? I'm doing this. That's what life's about, right? That's what it is for me. It's about that excitement of saying, do you know what? I'm doing it, you know, making those changes and then the excitement of doing it because it is, you know, it sounds cliched, but it is all about the journey. It's not the destination. You've got to enjoy the journey because you could be doing it for the next two, three, four, five, six years. So it's the journey that you're loving. And once you start on something new and you've made that decision to start, I think it's super exciting because as humans, we don't have many exciting things anymore. When we were growing up, we loved Christmas and birthdays. It was all really exciting. Money. Oh my God, Christmas is coming. You ran downstairs for your toys and everything. But then we got kind of jaded as we get older. We get used to it a little bit. Um, 
So as adults, grown adults, when you've bought a house, when you've passed your driving test, because they're the two big things as grown adults, once you've done them, there isn't much more, right? Day to day, day to day, you're either working in a business or you're working in a job and you're just doing the mundane stuff and you've got a relationship, you're going out to the, I don't know, the movies or whatever, and you're going for a drink and that's it. So exciting, it, of course it's exciting when you decide you're going to do something new, especially a sport or competing in a sport, you know, that's exciting. So it's like, okay, I've made that decision, but now I've got to do an immediate action. And I say it can be as small as jumping online and sending an email about something. It could be going on to Amazon and ordering a book that's to do with that thing anything but just make an immediate action so that your brain then doesn't go down the route of saying oh my god this is different I'm going to talk you out of it it goes down the route of saying ah okay we've decided we're doing this okay how can I help and then it starts looking for people places resources things that are going to help you achieve the thing that you've decided you're going to do rather than fight you on it and that's the biggest tip I can give anyone who's just starting anything yeah a hundred percent and I think sometimes that decision that you think is really really big later on you're like oh like is that it is that uh, it yeah because in you at that time where your head was at and stuff it seemed like the biggest decision and I've met I've noticed that so much within competing and my business like big decisions that I've made this year I've been like whoa like a few years ago this would have been a ginormous impossible decision or thing that I've just done and now it's not like mm. it's surreal it can be really really surreal yeah it's like when you start in business you know I've had clients and you know they're ordering bits of product here and there and then a little bit later they're they're pressing the button on ten thousand pound and twenty thousand pound orders and not even thinking about it and going oh my god you know two three years ago this would have I would have been biting my fingernails. I would have been all up. And now I'm just, it's just normal. So once we get used to action, once we get used to doing things, they become normal and it becomes easier for us to keep on doing those things. So we've got to, just like we do train our bodies and build muscle, we've got to train our brains and build the muscle of decision-making because as humans, we don't make enough important decisions about our lives because we get lazy and we want to do as I keep saying, we want to do what we've always done every day because your brain is making you do that. Honestly, people who are listening to this right now, you don't realize just how much every day you wake up, your brain is trying its best to do what you did previously. 85% and people argue about the exact percentage on this, but it's about 85% of your thoughts and what you say, what you do is exactly the same as what you did yesterday. And I want you to, if you're listening to this, let that sink in for a second. 85% of your thoughts and what you say is exactly the same as what you did yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before. So is it any wonder your life is exactly the same? You wake up a year from now and basically you're in the same house, you're with the same person. And that's not a bad thing if, if it's good, that is. Um, but you're in the same job, you're doing the same things and you're bored. And that's why most people are saying I'm bored I'm this and that because life over the years has become very, very easy for us. This is the best time in history to be a human being, right? It's the safest time. Don't let the news and everything make you feel scared because of terrorism, because of COVID, because of this. This is the safest time to be a human being in the history of mankind. Um, the, the chances of you dying from 
terrorism or COVID or anything like that is you've got far more chance of getting run over today. It's mm-hmm. so much, it's, and, and it's exponentially higher. It's hugely higher a chance of you getting run over. There's going to be more deaths of men this year by themselves, suicide, mm-hmm. than anything to do with anything else. So you've got more chance of killing yourself than being killed by anything else, which is a weird way to look it's at it. Mad, but, but it's mad, but it's a cool way to look at it because it makes you realise just how precious life is and how great it is. You're probably going to live till about 80 years, 85 years of age. So stop thinking that, you know, you haven't got time or this has gone past or you're too old, too young, too fat, too thin. Oh. Just do it. Just go for it because life is precious it's fun, but it's the journey that you want to enjoy. It's the everyday, the training, watching your body grow and develop and change. Enjoy that. Don't just keep thinking about when I get on stage, when I get on stage, mm. because you're negating the life that you're living on the way to that. You've got to enjoy all of that. Or otherwise, you're just going to go get on stage. There's only probably going to be one, two or three people who are happy after they've been on stage because the rest haven't done anything they haven't got in the top three or whatever um unless he was happy to get top six or whatever but in general if you're just living for those few minutes on stage christ what about the other three four five six seven eight ten months of your life yeah so it's for me i like helping people just become more fulfilled whether that's in their business or their personal lives their sports life whatever because fulfillment really is the key and it sounds again a bit woo woo a bit cliched or whatever but it really is. And it took me many, many years to realize, stop chasing the money, stop chasing the flash, flash cars, because I've had, Christ, lots of flash cars in my 20s. And um, stop chasing all the properties and this. And it's not about not having those things. It's okay to have those things. But what a lot of people are doing is forgetting to enjoy the journey as well. And that's key. And if you can do that, then you can have a great life. Yeah. I completely, honestly, I just like, I'm just nodding like this whole time because. I look back now when I first set up the business and like when it was in, when it was at my mum's spare room and when it was in the two bed terrace and in the, it was like the tiniest little cramped space and I had my athlete I had one of my friends Holly come over and I was like look babe I've got an extra like box like extra row of shoes and it's like I look now and it's like god I really I, it's really I think this year's really helped me to kind of document more of those little moments that I'm like oh this is exciting oh this is exciting because I think a lot of us whether it's business or competing as you rightly say like we just focus on that stage for five minutes a lot of times because of the adrenaline you're not going to remember a lot of that five minutes um and for me especially on show day like I really love taking in like the backstage like fun with everyone um seeing like people like seeing my mum come and all those little things because they're the moments I personally think I'm hopefully going to remember later on and the same thing with my business now like I'm in my unit and I stand there I'm like whoa this like I remember being so happy with like an eighth he's gave me to pat my back um you know an eighth of that space of the unit like my first unit was like tiny and it was still cramped but I was just like oh my god I remember just taking loads of videos and photos and I think especially this year as well there's so many moments that I'm trying to document a bit more personally because I'm just thinking like how I'm feeling now, it's going to go. It's like how I'm feeling in this moment, it's going to pass. And the same with show day or peak week, how you're feeling right now is it's going to go so fast. And you've really got, I think, got to be in the present moment and really appreciate it for what it is. Um, Absolutely. Right. That's definitely, definitely what I've learned. Thanks to you. No, definitely. 
Well, no, it's definitely because otherwise, why? You know, you're doing it for 10 minutes, mm. you know, at the end or something. You know, you've got to enjoy the process. This is why I always get you to give yourself a little pat on the back um, every time something good happens. Yeah, because we forget that, right? We forget to applaud ourselves when we've done well. You know, we forget to, you know, if you're a bodybuilder and you're listening to this or a bikini girl or whatever it is, and you have had an absolutely epic day. Your training session was on point. Your eating was on point. Everything was right. And then you got a great night's sleep at the end of it. You should get up and pat yourself on the back because it sends a signal to the brain that you've done something good and your brain wants to recreate that. It wants to do it again. And it makes it more comfortable to go after whatever it was you did that great day and, and repeat it. But we're, we're, as humans, we're very bad at congratulating ourselves for the little things, mm. for the things that we do on the journey. And this is what I'm saying, because from school, we are taught that really your worth comes from, right, you passed your A-levels and you got this grade. You got a degree and it was this grade. Nobody talks about the journey that someone had for three years getting that degree. And how much work they put in. And it could be that someone who got a grade B in their exams and someone who got a grade A, the person who got a grade B may have worked their absolute balls off all the time to get that B and really went on a journey of self-discovery, understanding themselves, learning, because they was not academic at all. They had to dig deep, you know, staying up late, reading, studying, hanging around with different people, learning different things, finding different groups, maybe in uni or at school and hanging around them and meeting new people. And then they got this B and then someone might have got an A, but they just kind of walked it because they're very, very naturally um, gifted in that kind of area. And they didn't really do anything and they've had no real breakthroughs or self-discoveries about themselves. So who's who's got the most out of it, mm. you know? And that's how you've got to look at it. So along that journey, the person who got the B should would have loads of opportunities to pat themselves on the back and learn. And the other person wouldn't. So who's grown the most? Because that's what it's about growing and being fulfilled. Like I said, it's all about fulfillment. So on the journey of bodybuilding more to the point, every time you have a good day or even a good hour, pat yourself on the back and go, that was really good. You did really well there. And I used to do that when I started getting up on my first alarm, when I started making sure I could be up early enough to go to the gym or do a run, because I like to do a 5K in the morning. And I'd pat myself on the back when I finished because you want that little dopamine hit to say, oh, that was good. Okay, we've, we've celebrated that, let's do that again because we don't, we don't talk about it enough. We don't mention it. Nobody cares because everybody has been conditioned to look at the final thing. Okay, what have you done? What have you done? How much do you earn? You know, what's your grade? You know, all that stuff. And I think it's all bull, you know? What about the fantastic day you did? What about that book that you actually finished? How many people are listening to this right now? I want you to ask yourselves, how often do you finish a book right to the very last page? You know, that's worth patting yourself on the back for because you want to do that again, right? So these little things, the journey is massively important. And I, I really hope people, if they get nothing else from this podcast, that they start to really live their life and enjoy the day to day. I agree. I'm sorry, I just keep nodding, as I always do with all these, all, all our chats, it's just nodding and just sitting here. So I did mention that I wanted to talk about like my own personal stuff, because I think 
as, as mentioned before, some people are usually quite like sharks and I've had my own, you know, issues with like mental health and whatnot. Um, and last week I feel like was a big one for me. Right. Um, yeah, it was a breakthrough. And um, all thanks to Rob. And the thing is, you, I knew it was coming. Like, I knew that session. I was just sitting there, like, all week, going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, kind of on edge, because I knew it was going to hit directly at places that I have been avoiding. Like, mm-hmm. I have so been avoiding it. And some of you listening to the podcast will kind of recall me talking about relationships with my dad. And it was his birthday, the same day that me and Rob had the session. And there's a lot of mindset blocks I have been having because of past things with my dad, with family relationships. And I think a lot of us do struggle with this. There is going to be most of the time one person that like kind of it it stems a lot of stuff, basically. And I think of my own mindset blocks has been more like I have struggled with, you know, the stuff that I have been doing as much as like I'd like to say, yeah, I'm fine. I don't need the recognition. I have. I have missed, I I think I have, I have kind of been grieving in a way, like the lack of um, recognition from my dad and the negativity that has come from him. So yeah, that was a big one for me last, last week, but it's like, I don't think I would have got to that breakthrough moment if it wasn't for all the other little stuff that I have done with Rob and the other little stuff that I have done with myself. And sometimes you think, oh, are these little things actually going to help me get anywhere? But it does. I think, yeah, last week definitely um, highlighted that to me. It's like all these little things they do and it it, it just comes when it needs to. And then yeah. you can go forward. Massively important. And uh, this is why it's hard for people. And this is why I say personal development is an ongoing thing. You need it for like, you know, look, most of my packages are like 12 months or six months. The lowest one I have is three months. But you need a long time because Mm. the human mind is complex. You know, it takes time to unravel things and then move you forward. Counselors work on the past and they tend to dig around and stay in the past. What I do is touch on the past, find out a few things and then try and help you move forward from it. And, um, you know, it does take time. And like you said, a lot of the little stuff we've worked on over the last year or even before that um, is what then comes together and, helps you with the big stuff later on, but you need the understanding of the little stuff, you know, and all the stuff we've done on, you know, the the neurons and the dendrites and all that stuff that's going on in the brain and why it works and how it works that way. And the taxi driver, as we like to call it, or the reticular activating system (laughs) and all all these big words. I hate big words, as you know, I just try and simplify everything to very simple ways um, so that everybody can understand it. And you don't need to be a, a brain box to to you know work with me and and have to understand all this stuff I don't use it but you need all that base understanding to then be able to take your life to the next level because no matter what you're doing if you're listening to this and it's business or sports or relationships wherever you're at you know if you're having a trouble in your relationships or trouble in your business or not even trouble you're just plateauing maybe and you're trying to move forward but you can't or you're bored in life and you just don't know what you want to do or where you're going 
all of it, all of it, the answer is inside your own mind. But you just need someone who understands all that and can help bring that answer out. That's it. It's as simple as that. Everybody has massive, huge potential locked away inside them. I've even got more potential in me than what I'm using right now. And that's why I have a coach to bring out more and more year on year and become better and better version of myself. And that doesn't just mean money. So anyone who's listening and saying, oh, I'm not really into business. and so, It's not about that. It's just about being a better version of yourself mm. for life, for everything, whether it's you want to be the best mum in the world or you want to be, you know, just the best friend in the world or whatever, but just the best version of yourself. Why, why would anybody just want to stay the same until the day they die? That mm. to me is not a life um, fully lived. Because mm. I remember when I felt like, because obviously we worked together, I think two and a half, two years ago, whatever, mm. then had a year and then came back to you beginning of this year. Still remember like going through like all your packages. You said like six, three, six, 12. And I just knew like, I thought I ain't going to get anything done in three. I knew it. <laughs> three months and, is good. Yeah, I knew I was not going to get anything done in three. And I thought if I'm going to commit to three, then what am I telling myself? Like, what is that already? What messaging I'm already giving to myself? I'm not in it for the long haul. And I was like, no, because I, I, I know I need like, 12 it needs to be the 12 months like mm. at, at least the 12 months and I think sometimes we underestimate how those little decisions that we make what that kind of says to your brain I think again you know it's been I think it's been six months since I've been back for you and it's it, it took for me that six months sorry I've not done microphone it took six months to get to that point last week yeah I would have just gone over three months then I don't think I would have got to that point does that make sense yeah, you wouldn't have done. And, and I understand this. And, and that's why it's really tough for me sometimes trying to tell potential clients why they need longer than what they think. They all think it's kind of a scam or, you know, oh, you're trying to get more money out of me. But then when they do it, they realize, holy crap, wow. You know, this is why, like Emma Hyman, who you mentioned before, you know, still comes to me after four or five years because... Mm -hmm. It never ends. This is why I've had my coach for years. It never ends. And I spend over £35,000 a year with my coach. So, you know, it never ends. You've got to invest in yourself and you've got to go for the long haul. That's when you get the big, big results. And if you look at anyone who's successful in life, they've done it for the long haul. Footballers, you know, um, this is why the Messi's of the world or Ronaldo's of the world. This is why they have these coaches and they spend time talking to them and practicing. This is why they stay behind after training and do free kicks over and over and over. And you think, why are you doing that? You're the best in the world. Well, that's why, mm. <laughs> yeah. you know, that was made me the best in the world. So this is the difference. And this is what mindset wise, why the pros who are the people I've worked with, who've gone on to become pros or the people who've won competitions and things like that you know, they take it seriously and they really go deep on these things and, um, you know, really understand because you've got to go into that crazy dark place, don't you, when you're in prep and you you just getting your head down, hoodie up, training, eating, doing your thing. And you can't rely on your partner. You can't rely on your mum, your dad, your friends, your family. They don't know what you're going through. They don't get it. They don't understand. They just say, why are you always whinging? Why are you moody? What's wrong with you? They don't understand that your periods might have stopped and your hormones are all over and that you're, you know, you're going through these crazy thoughts of self-doubt and everything. They don't get it, hmm. right? And, you know, it can be a lonely place. And that's where champions are born. You know, it's that simple. 
I love that. I think we're going to finish it there. But for people that are potentially like, this is like maybe their first or couple of first like episodes where they've really delve into like the mindset side and they want to kind of go into it. I know you have some really good resources. Like what sort of resources have you got to kind of kickstart them potentially? Yeah, well, they can go on to my Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I've got a link there that they can go on and they can get my course. It's very affordable. I made it so it's like almost a pop-up product, as we call it. So it's less than 50 quid. And um, it's a great insight or beginning foray into overcoming limiting beliefs and negative self-talk and all that sort of stuff it goes through a lot of different things in there I've even got a bit of a guided meditation at the end there for them as well so people who have never really been done anything with meditation or anything like anything where you close your eyes and visualize you know visualization meditation this is a great beginner's point to be at it's a very simple um, little thing that I've put in there and it will teach you very succinctly very directly how to challenge your thoughts overcome them and build self-belief um, so that's a great start I've also got a free book in there for my morning routine that I have because I think it's massively important that you've got a morning routine of some kind you don't I don't believe that you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning you don't have to be in the 5am club I believe you get up when your body's natural rhythm is ready to get up mm. but it's the amount of work you do in that day once you're up that's important and how in, how how much real quality stuff are you doing in the day and you don't have to be working till 11 at night or whatever you could literally work hard for four or five hours a day and be more productive than a lot of people who work for 10 hours a day yeah. because half of the stuff they're doing is a load of rubbish so yeah if people want resources go on there check out that and um, they can have a look at that if people want something a bit more in depth um, just drop me a direct message on my Instagram or Facebook and um, or LinkedIn or Twitter or Snapchat. I'm on it all. Um, <laughs> dro drop me a direct message and um, we just have a brief, what I call discovery call, a chat, just to go over what your issues are. Make sure I'm the right person for that and the right fit. And also to make sure you're the right fit for me. I don't take on everybody because... Mm. Well, I just don't have to now, um, um, but I want people who are really up for change and they really want to change their lives, whatever it may be in their in any area of their lives, not just sports or bodybuilding. And we'll have a chat and then we if everything's OK, we just go from there and we just make make shit happen, make the changes happen. Amazing. You're a legend as always. Thank you so cool. much for coming on. Hey, it's been awesome. I'm super glad I've come on. It's been a great chat. I've loved it. And we could go on for ages. There's so much more, isn't there? There's so much more. But um, there's only so much time, isn't there? So, hey, it's been great. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone who's listening. And, uh, um, hey, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Just put Rob Latte. You'll find it. And, um, hey, it's been great to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone listening. And we will see you guys. Well, I will see you guys in the next episode.